So I'm interested in uh, Exodus 4, um, when Moses retorts to the divine in uh, chapter 4 of Exodus, verse 13. So first Moshe says, you know, my, my speech is gammy, and so I can't represent you with Pharaoh. And then God says, me som perla adam, I'm the one that gives the faculty of speech to mankind and the faculty of hearing and uh, wisdom or blindness. I'm God. So go, go and I'll be your mouthpiece. And then Moses says, be adoni, oh my master, my Lord, shlach no biyad tishlach. Send whoever you want to send. <laughs> and it's a really bothersome uh, statement. He's refusing the shlichut. He's refusing the, the apo it, aposto apostolic message. Or at least he's saying, you're making a big mistake here. Yeah. And God gets upset with Moshe. So the question is, what, what's he really saying? And the Midrash, in one Midrash, which I like a lot, the Midrash Hagadol, again, that's late 13th century. It's a liquid, medieval liquid. Later on, when God reveals himself to Moses in the bush, the fiery burning bush, so he sees into the future. He sees the rabbinic Judaism of the future and Rabbi Akiva, who's going to be crucified. And his wisdom, Omar, so he says in his own humility, maybe Rabbi Akiva is the one who should be the messenger, the apostolic messenger for the messianic era of because Geula. Because he's the one that's going to go through all these travails and succeed. Or he's the one he's been able to interpret Torah the way I couldn't, right? Because when Moshe went up to heaven, the Gemara says he Mount saw Sinai. he saw God fixing all the thorns on the top of the letters, and he yeah, said, "Who is going to interpret them?" And he says, "Rabbi Akiva." But that came later. Yeah, yeah, there's okay. no there's, there's, everything is kaleidoscoped and colonoscoped and uh, <laughs> and telescoped and accordioned into history in the history of memory of the midrashic imagination. And so he goes up and he said, who's, the, who's going to interpret those thorns? I, I don't know how to interpret. So he says, oh, in the future, there'll be a Rabbi Akiva. Not and thorns, he, crowns. The crowns. Yeah. And the, well, I consider it thorns because he was put on. In the snare. You know, no, no, because Rabbi Akiva oh, was. Thorned. Was raked. killed with you know, the thorns and rakes on his skin. So he fast forwards him to Rabbi Akiva's base medrash. He goes, I want to hear this. And Rabbi Kiva is doing doirish Torah and he's interpreting everything. And Moshe is nitlahev Moshe. He was about to faint. He said, this is my Torah. I don't recognize anything about this. It's an amazing medrash. Until one of the students asked Rabbi Akiva, where do we know that the first commandment of the Decalogue, I am the Lord your God, is a command? The others, don't have this, don't do this, keep the Torah, keep the Sabbath, honor your parents, is a command. I am the Lord your God is a statement. Where do we know that that's one of the Ten Commandments? And Rabbi Akiva said, ah, that's a halacha Moshe misinai. That came from Moshe. So, nisyashev dato shel Moshe. Moses 
restored himself to he was about to faint because this wasn't his tradition and now when he said oh when it comes to that it's back to Moshe and his authority I thought it was where do we know these thorns these uh, crowns from and that the answer was from Rabbi Akiva, yeah. From Moshe, I think. No, Moshe asked God, where, right. who's going to interpret all these thorns and thistles, these crowns right, on the top of I the... I don't know what they are. I have no idea what they mean. Yeah. He says, ah. So this Medrash Agadol says, So it should be Rabbi Akiva that brings the Geula. Go ahead, send whoever you want. Don't send me, right? Um, Big mistake here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I want to look at the Chuas Chain. He is a um, first generation Talmud of uh, the of the Baal Shem HaKadosh. Shlach no Pirish Rashi. Rashi says, Biyad mi she'ata ragil lishloach. You should send who you normally send. Who do you normally send? Well, you send Aaron. Another explanation that Rashi says, Biyad Acher Shetirze Lishloach, send someone else. Sheein Sofi Likanes Leretz Israel, because I'm not in the end going to be able to. He sees ahead of time, he's a prophet. I'm not going to be able to bring them into Eretz Israel, so why should I bring them out of Egypt? Vilios Goalim Laatid, nor to rescue them in the future. You've got many shluchim, you've got many apostles, you've got many messengers. That's Rashi. So the Chuas Chain says it's just, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing, this statement. God is conversing with Moses and Moses is refusing the task. Well, isn't this the first time Moses has spoken to God ever? That he's... Um, ever. Yeah. In yeah. history, so he's yeah. like, well, who, "What are you? Who am I?" Well, it's, this is part of a long conversation going back to the to the burning bush. It's 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 just totally beyond comprehension why Moses hit apek et atzmo kol kach so that God that Moses should just like resist and. But this is the Kol kach liyos hakadosh baruch hu mafziro come upon him that God has to completely try to convince him so many times. This is the burning bush, though. The incident of the burning bush. Is no, right. no, shlach. No, this is later. Oh. This is later, right? Veshuras hadin she'emes arvin legado, and we learn uh, he's quoting from Gemara uh, Psachim 86b that when uh, someone of greater stature in you know the shura sadin there were rows in judgment and the greater uh, judges would sit you know higher up or whatever when someone who is on a greater level than you a bigger talmud you don't refuse if he asks you to do something and that's with a, with the talmud chacham never mind with god the nire so he says, what's really going on here? There's a backstory that's going on here that is of a mystical nature. Shekavonos Moshe, the motivation of Moshe Rabbeinu Hoyar, letzad sherob asplakaria hameira. He saw with a a, uh, a mirror a mirror that was completely see-through, not opaque. Asplakaria hameira. It comes from a Gemara in I think Yavamas 49, 
and also in the Zoya, that Moshe was able to see with an asplakaria, that's a Greek word, speculum, comes from asplakaria, speculum, hameira, that shines, a speculum that glows. He's able to see into the future, and the other prophets would not be able to use that same speculum. Kind of it like was a, more opaque. A wormhole he's got his... She Yisrael, lo zochu adain. So what did he see? That the Israelites were not yet ready mitzad atzmon legeula. That they weren't yet ready for redemption. Kivan she lo zochu mitzad atzmon legeula. And since they were not yet ready or meriting themselves for the redemption... In Cain, therefore, if Moses was to fulfill the divine request and go to Pharaoh and initiate the redemption now, lo tihiyeh geula shlema. Then this geula, this redemption, would not be the final exodus. The yuchrach lios achareho od geulot. And there would have to be other exiles. This was his motivation. Absolutely stunning. He was like divining the divine. He was going, I know what you want. You want me to take him out. You want me to the, be the shaliach to take them out. But I know their level in Mitzrayim. And they're not, they haven't done, they haven't suffered enough. They haven't sufficiently done the birurin, the refining process so that this exodus would be a geula shlema. It will be a complete geula. So there'll be a need for more geulas. That's what was in his mind. So I, you send who you want because I'm not doing I'm it. I'm not having any part of it. I don't want to have any part of it. Partial, partial geulas. Why? Here. Because I will be party to the need for more suffering in the future. Umashe hoya moshe mitga'ageya. So Moshe's, Moshe's apparent mitgageya. Now the word mitgageya is kind of that we get it from. Uh, uh, I think that it's a, it's it's um, in 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 Al tagageya imahem ve al when you are engaging with Talmidi Chachomim, Ve'el Anshe Hamalot, and high-class people, Al Tegageya Imam, don't sport with them. Al Titgageya Aleim, and don't make yourself so proud among them, because you're just a low-life. So, Shehoya Moshe Mitgageg, Moshe is is sporting with God, so to speak, and is resisting his apostolic ministry, his shlichut. The, the, the motivation is that they shouldn't be redeemed until they were zoicher for the geula mitzad atzmon, from their perspective. Meaning, they pulled up themselves with their own bootstraps. We know now that the the, the Golos Mitzrayim was miyad atiko kadisho. It came from above. It was divine intervention because they weren't ready themselves. And many failed. Only a fifth came out, right? Ali de miruk ha Through the 
through the uh, the bitterness and uh, the, of exile. And he wanted there to be the final redemption without any more needs for any more redemptions. So this is what Rashi, according to the Jewish Chain, is hinting at. What does it mean that send who you're used to sending? Don't send me, send someone who's using. And that's Aaron Pirish. What does Rashi mean? Now that you want to take him out too prematurely, then there's going to be a need for further redemptions and gulos. For instance, the gula alide Aaron. There'll be a need for another gula through Aaron or Aaron's descendants. For instance, Galut Yavan, the Greek exile. We know that the Hasmonean dynasty came from Aaron. So that's what he's putting in the mouth of Rashi. It'll be, send who you normally send. Who's that? Aaron. Why? Because there's going to be more exiles and more redemptions. And for instance, Greece, which comes from Aaron. And what is the second reason Rashi gave? You've got many messengers. Pirish. Beautifully. Rashi means that you've got plenty of other people who can do this job. He's saying, no, there are going to be plenty of other people because they are going to be more exiles. Because they haven't done the full rectification. Because this Geula is not occurring at the proper time. Geula bismana. And therefore the birur, this rectification of the whole reason of us going into Egypt, hasn't been completed. And therefore he now adds another kenech. As they are going out, there'll be a mixed multitude that goes with them. This is something he's adding now. It's going to be in such haste and it's going to be so premature. There's going to be a mishmash of people going out. And because the rectification isn't complete, a bunch of people, a bunch of lowlifes, a mixed multitude will go out. Erev means mixed. Yeah. To lehit arev is to mix. Yeah, yeah. Ar- like Taruvos, Arvit. Mm-hmm. Or, or bot- uh, milk and meat, taruvas mixing mm-hmm. together. Erev And we know what happened and how much destruction happened because of them. You know, Rabbi Yaakov Emden called the Shabtai Tzvi group in Europe, the Erev Rav. Hmm. <laughs> Better that you should wait and there should be a proper Geula rather than this mixed good and evil and the need for more Geulot. And now God's response is as follows. I don't look at the, your perspective. I don't see history the way you see history. My perspective is different. From my perspective, this gula has to take place right now. Ah, oh, Moshe didn't see that. Moshe didn't see that would they stay a minute longer, there would be no exit. They would have been, they were at the 49th level of Tumor. Emergency situation. Right. And had they gone into the 50th, 
then this is straight out of the Zoya, they would have been stuck in the 50 Sha'are tumor for which there is no exit. It's such a dazzling exposition of Moses' real. He wasn't being petulant. He, he, he was talking about the future of Klal Yisrael and, and all the Golas of Rome and Edom and Porus, Modai and and he and Yovon, and he wanted to avoid that. He goes, look, they've suffered hundreds of years now in Mitzrayim. Let it, let it be the end. Let let it be the final. And God says, unfortunately, I can't wait a minute longer because then I won't have a people. So what does it say? And Moses told Aaron these words of God and all the signs that he was commanded. He should have said, Vayasaper. He narrated. What's mm-hmm. So we can learn from just what we had learned about Moses' reticence. M- Moses was resistant to the Dvar Geula. Because Am Yisrael wasn't yet ready for that gula from their perspective. And the gula, as we said before, wouldn't be the final ending. And as we just said, God's response was, I got to do it now, otherwise they will be sunk in the 50 levels of tumor. So now the Chuaschein says, guess what would have happened had we reached and had had the Geula right then? Had they waited and been able, they couldn't because they were too sunk in Tumor, but had they been able to be Mavarer and get out in time for the Gula Shlema, the Torah would have been a totally different Torah. It's a stunning statement. If what? If had what? they had come out and it had been the Gula Shlema and they were Mitzad Atzmon ready for it, then the Torah that would have been given to him would be the Torah of Aleph. The, remember, the Torah starts with base. And the Zoya says, Had Adam not sinned, then the Torah would have started with the Decalogue. It wouldn't have given us all these stories going from Odom Rishon, had he not sinned. So here too, it is a parallel statement from the Zoya. It would have been done with an Onochi, an Aleph. Instead, Right? And that is the Torah of Atsilus. It's the Torah from a higher order of, there are four levels of divine contraction into this world, Atsilus, Briya, Yitzira, and Asiya. And the highest level is Atsilus. But we only got the Torah from Briya. It's a lower level Torah. He said, had they been rectified, we would have had a Torah that comes from Atsilus. It would have started with an Aleph, not a base. Because now the Torah begins with a lower level of base, Bracious Baralakim, that's the Torah of Bria, a lower parts of. 
And so the switcheroo is like a signet ring impression. So it's a mirror image. Now, exalted levels of mystical secrets, it's just it's all about kosher pigs and stories. Now, Timna Hoyasa Pilegesh, we know, is a, it's a Gemara in Sanhedrin 99, in which we're warned, don't think that the verses of Torah are just empty matters with regard to which you can decide uh, their importance. And that's like, and Timna was the concubine of so-and-so. Who cares? Who needs to know? And the Gemara is saying, I'm just telling you, there's deep secrets in the Torah, and don't think it's just the narrative surface. And you know who Timna's Pelegesh was? Oh, her name was, you know, Flotzi. <laughs> you should realize that, and this is what the Rambam says in his Perish Mishnah, the Sanhedrin, that it is equivalent to the, to the highest level, which is Kriyashma. Really? We just, Kriyashma talks about the doxology of the divine and its unity. And this is Timna, the hooker, you know. So it says, be, be very careful not to consider Torah. It's not empty matters. The Inyan hislabshus bisuri masias who lamiut his dakakus. And here he comes with this whole notion that Torah is a metaphysical entity and that what it is clothing in the Sipure Masias, we did this with the Dego Machne Ephraim, that the Sipure Masias, the stories and the homey stories and the intrigues, all this is clothing higher levels, and now we know it's the Torah of Atzilus, Lemiut his Dakakus. It's doing it because it's talking to an audience that is not yet refined. They haven't yet refined the... We're, we're Erev. We're mixed up. Oh, yeah. We're mixed up. So the way we get back to that Torah of Atzilus is by studying the Torah of all this narrative mythology and all this stuff that's very Gashmistic in order to be Mavarel, the higher sparks that are enclosed in them. Mit and through this, uh, converts are approached because you're able to talk to them in stories that will attract them. We've had this also with Rab Nachman. The Sipure Masias of Rab Nachman was done because he was giving up on his high exalted Torahs that no one was getting. And he says, I've got to clothe them in stories that everyone will understand. Sipure Mik. Shanim Kadmonim, primordial stories. So, for instance, he says, let's look at Vatimna Hoyasopilegesh, the name of Timna, she was a concubine. So, I heard from the Rava Mochiech, Rabbi Yaakov Yosef of Polnoy, that this it has a deep secret. Why? Because of the Menias, she was a concubine. So, she rejected and she resisted anyone coming on to her because she wanted to come to Kedusha. So say, telling us that this Pilegesh was Dimna isn't just telling us a narrative. It's telling us something that's being clothed within it that comes from a higher level. So I thought that the placing of both Shalach no Biyad Tishlach of Moshe and his resistance because Klal Yisrael 
hadn't yet reached the Shah of Kedusha Me'atzman, but was a Memtas Shari Tumor. And God's response that I got to get them out now because they're not ready for it. Otherwise, I'm lost, losing them, even though it means that they will have to go through more birurim, more refining through another four Goliaths. And he puts that together with the fact that had they had the Shlemas, their whole Torah would, that we were given would be different. Meaning that the Torah that is given to us is dependent on the Madrega that we are on. So if it's enclosed in, in triviality, in homey stories, in intrigue, in pigs and fat and this and that, and that bothers you, it's because it's meant for a certain receptivity. And it's a lower level. It's the, only the Olam of Bria. But if you want to go to Olam Atzilas, you'll then see with enclosed and hidden within this. And our job then is to be mavarer in the Torah that we see, the Torah of Halacha and the Torah of Gashmias and the Torah of Tefillin and Mezuzah and Tzitzis and the Tariag Mitzvahs. The job is not to be satisfied with the surface, but to get deeper from the Olam of Bria to Atzilas, the Torah of Bria to the higher Torah, the spiritual Torah of Atzilas.